passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello everybody, welcome to one of my favorite shows of the year. It is a yearly tradition, no matter where my career takes me. It is here at Post Wrestling that we are proud to present the second annual MMA Prediction Show. And there is only one man who can join me each and every year for this prestigious show. He is the one and only ESPN, ESPN's own, ESPN2's own, Ariel Hawani. Oh. Wow, thank you. Did you say second annual? Well, in the new incarnation, it is the second annual yeah. post-wrestling version. We've been doing this for many more years beyond that. Yeah, I'd like to know. I feel like it's, I mean, are we approaching 10 years? Is that possible? Or is the that first much? one we did, I want to say, was 2013. So uh, okay, we're, okay. we're inching away. This is, this is uh, you know, apart from my wife and Way, this is probably the longest yeah. relationship I have been involved in uh, with you, Ariel. I mean, this is a yearly tradition. I try not to bother you throughout the year, and then I cash it all in at the beginning of the year, and then I, I won't bother you. Right. Well, that's the funny thing. It's like you, I, I feel like you always think that you're bothering me, and I'm the exact same way when I ask people to come on my show. But in all honesty, I enjoy it. I, I was wondering, are you going to ask me back? You know, did last year's ratings dip? Did you not get that many, you know, uh, subs for this particular episode? But I just wanted to note that really, you know, for the noobs, it's not the second annual. And I don't think that we should sell ourselves short. You know, we've been doing this for a long time. Six years, I think that means. I think that that's, that's a nice accomplishment that should be celebrated. Yes, I'm always, this is always one of the most popular shows we do. I was asked if we were going to be doing this and I was like, oh man, we, we just had that great, by the way, not to just stroke the Ariel Hawani ego here, the reaction to that uh, show that we did, the three of us uh, in your hotel room was yeah. among the most comments we've ever got and a hundred percent positive wow that's awesome thank you I, I really appreciate that from you and from everyone uh who liked it I, I feel like people could probably tell that we like each other and we're friends and those are the best quote-unquote interviews uh when they don't feel like interviews when you're doing them right when it's just a discussion and uh for me it was it was actually a little bit cathartic it, it felt good to get a few things off my chest. So I am happy to hear people like this. All right. So we're going to dive into the prediction show. But of course, we have to first rewind to last year's list that we put together. And Ariel, this it works very simple. I throw out scenarios to Ariel, and he simply responds likely or unlikely to happen in the forthcoming year. So as we yeah. go back to January of 2018, we started wow. things off. Uh, I, I'm going to go through uh, a number here and not to spoil things, but a, a pretty solid outing for you in 2018, Ariel. Okay. 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 And I have also, uh, we will contrast to the year prior as well to see if 
Ariel okay. had a, yeah. a higher percentage or not? Because in listening back, you really broke my balls about not having last year's <laughs> performance there to compare. So this year, we will have the results to see how Ariel fared uh, year over year. Uh, we started you know what's off. So funny. Sorry to interrupt, but you know what's so funny? As you were setting that up, I was just about to interrupt you and say, <laughs> forgetting, saying, like, but wait, do you have the year fours? Well, I guess I'm consistent in that regard in, in my uh, ball busting ways. Yes. At some point, I need to go back and I will get the percentages for every year. But the, this year, we do have year over year. So we will see if you okay. made, uh, gains or decreases. Uh, we started it off with the New York Knicks making the playoffs that you did say likely, but stating that with if you're thinking with your heart, it's likely, but with your head, it's probably unlikely. And you actually said this was a real cheap scenario for me to throw right at you as the first scenario, <laughs> playing with your emotions here with the New York Knicks. But you did say likely. You were incorrect uh, on that one. So I don't know. That might yeah. be a mulligan. Maybe we don't really count that one against your total, but uh, it was a rough year for the BS. Knicks. BS. BS. I'm protesting that one. The next three, you nailed. The Toronto Maple Leafs making it to the second round. Sage Northcutt appearing in a major motion picture. And Joe Rogan leaving the UFC after his contract expires. All of them, you stated as unlikely. Three for three on those. Boom. Sage Northcutt, I was kind of surprised. I thought maybe. I mean, we were talking about Creed Two. Here he yeah. is potentially as Drago's kid. I feel it's, it's only a matter of time before uh, one championship gets this guy into some... Asian blockbuster film yes. franchise. Uh, very quickly, did you see Creed Two? I did. Drago's kid is he is he good? Is he better than Sage could have been? I didn't see it. It's a great movie. I think if you are a fan of the Rocky films and you like the first Creed, you're going to love this one. It plays right off of Rocky Four, and it's uh, Ivan Drago like living off the humiliation of the loss to Rocky Balboa that has defined his uh, elderly years. It's it's a tremendous film. I really enjoyed it. I do think who they cast worked better. I could not have taken Sage Northcutt as this, you know, <laughs> this this broken down Ivan Drago's son who's just this machine that has come out to destroy Apollo Creed's son. So, I don't I okay. can't I can't fault them for the casting there. Okay. All right. Cool. And Yet Joe Rogan had stated that he had signed a one-year deal that would expire in the summer of 2018. The summer just came and went. He st stuck with the company. Not, I didn't hear a whisper about this guy uh, re-upping or anything. It just seemed that quietly he's just continued working there. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Um, that was a thing, and then it wasn't a thing anymore. It's really amazing because I feel like at this point, Joe's work for the UFC is almost charity work. He doesn't have to do this. He doesn't need the money. He is absolutely killing it in the podcast game, let alone in his comedy uh, career, the the tour, the specials and all that. I mean, it's really an unbelievable success story that he's enjoyed over the last couple of years. And I feel in, in, in the podcast world in particular. So yeah, I don't, I don't know why it didn't become a thing. Um, maybe, maybe it wasn't as big of a story because, you know, some, some new names have developed and perhaps his departure wouldn't be as drastic of a loss as it would have been, you know, eight or so years ago. But, um, I never, I never really heard much about it. And, and, you know, all, all signs appear to be that he's on board, at least for the immediate future. Our next one was Ronda Rousey having three televised wrestling matches. You stated this was unlikely. And I don't think you were on an island here. I think many people thought Ronda Rousey's wrestling matches would be very sporadic throughout the year, and she was pretty busy. If you combine pay-per-view and matches on television, not uh, excluding house shows, uh, she did 17 matches this year, um, more than I anticipated. She was pretty active throughout the year in WWE. Wow, that's unbelievable. Um, I, was, I guess I wasn't, maybe because by then, yeah, by then she hadn't even debuted right because it was it was wrestle uh, not wrestlemania it was the royal rumble when she yes. first appeared correct yep. yeah okay so maybe i was uh, thinking they they take it slow okay fair enough then uh these three you all got them right uh likely on travis brown appearing on wwe programming just had to appear on camera which he did uh rory mcdonald has a heavyweight fight you said that was unlikely and the scenario there would be three ufc interim champions at year's end you again said unlikely, and by my count, there was only one in Colby Covington, who's furious now. Right. 
<laughs> yes. Although I would, uh, I would say that they probably don't, I don't even think they recognize him as an interim champion. Uh, because they said, remember, they said he was getting stripped at 228. I, th- I think he recognizes himself as one. But um, I think you can argue that there are no interim champions at this point. Uh, so, yeah, I'm proud of myself. I don't know what scientific formula is more complex, explaining uh, picograms or the UFC's interim yeah. belt situation. I think both are massive headache inducers if you try and break down or, the logic or, of it all. Or they're, Or just who gets title shots. You know, like the whole number one contender formula, which should be pretty cut and dry. Uh, there, there is a great highlight reel to be made by somebody out there of Dana White and the the one eighties oh. that have occurred just in this year, this past year alone. You don't even have to go beyond yeah. it. it. It's fascinating. The latest being the uh, the the early morning weigh ins uh, that yeah. may <laughs> the quote was make no mistake about it. The early weigh ins are gone, and then it just pops yeah. up at the two thirty two press conference. What happened? Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, the best part is, is that he always, like, he says everything with such conviction, right? So it seems so absolute. And then, you know, I, th- I think over time people are starting to realize, even though he delivers his statements or predictions, whatever they, they may be, um, you know, with, with such confidence, there's a very good chance it's not going to happen. And, and I, I don't think that's a great position to be in when you're someone with his, you know, public profile, but yeah, it's, uh, it would, it would make for a funny video. No doubt. Colby being another one. Uh, next one was Dana White's Tuesday night contender series has a TV platform. You stated unlikely. I think you get that one because while it's not going, it's upgraded from fight pass, not a television platform. At ESPN right. Plus. So I think I think you gained that one. All right. Thank you. UFC Fight Pass is absorbed by a larger platform through a new TV oh. deal. You said unlikely. Uh, you were correct on that one. Not absorbed. Maybe uh, kind of uh, less importance on Fight Pass, but still existing as its own entity. Yeah. And I would argue also not less important in some markets overseas perhaps less important in North America, but yes, I'll take that one. Okay. Then we had a little bit of a rough patch here, Ariel with three in a row. Uh, Brock Lesnar is booked for a fight by the UFC. Uh, Oh no, I'm sorry. Sorry. These ones are, these ones were actually uh, correct ones as, as I am uh, looking back here. Sorry. uh, My mistake here. You said uh, Brock Lesnar booked for a fight by the UFC. You stated unlikely. Then I said, Brock Lesnar is booked for a fight by Bellator. Both of those, you stated unlikely you were correct on both of them. Then this one, uh, the president of Fox Sports, Eric Shanks, ends the year with a deal in place with the WWE. You stated unlikely. Oh, wow. That's a good one by you. Uh, What a a call. You you did add the caveat here. Which? Like was that like a was that like a rumor that Fox was interested in WWE back in January two thousand eighteen? Not so much that Fox specifically was interested, but we knew that the WWE's rights were up, and so were the UFCs. So I'm right. sure that was okay, my thinking okay. that you know there could be some um, musical chairs in the combat sports television industry. You did add the stipulation that you thought FS1 made a mistake not jumping on board of pro wrestling when they launched in two thousand thirteen. Uh, so you were very ooh. much in favor of. FS1 having wrestling content, which uh, yeah, it yeah. seems that the Fox properties will be very heavily invested in WWE moving forward. Will they have a show on FS1, even though SmackDown is on Fox? Not at the beginning of the deal. There's nothing announced specific for FS1. I mean, there's been talks about having kind of their own version of UFC tonight, but nothing has been, nothing is concrete yet. But I, I imagine there's going to be wrestling content on FS1 in some form or fashion because of all the open hours now with the UFC deal uh, expiring. Right. So it would yeah, make sense that WWE so fills that void. That's so hilarious to me because, you know, to compare UFC tonight to something that they would do for WWE because that really was a Barker show. And I could say that as a former, you know, employee, um, they, they would be better suited to do a wrestling show where they have to, you know, follow storylines than doing like a real, you know, journalism show. Yeah, I would, I would say that if the WWE lands a show like that, I think it's going to be far more 
of a Barker show than UFC Tonight ever was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next one here. A major digital platform such as Amazon, Twitter, or Facebook strikes a deal with the UFC. You said Uh, likely, and I gave this one to you. It wasn't Amazon, uh, Twitter, or Facebook, but I think ESPN Plus certainly qualifies as a major digital platform. So you get that one. Yes, and uh, I do believe if there was no ESPN Plus, I'm not sure if the UFC is coming to ESPN, so I'll take it. John Jones retires. You stated unlikely. Oh. John Jones definitely did not retire in 2018. Yes. Uh, one Zufa boxing event takes place. You said likely. That one did not happen. Ah. Ah, I'm so mad at myself. I feel Zufa boxing was a much bigger thing at the end of 2017 uh, than at the yeah. end of 2018. Uh, but we will see what the new year brings. Dana is still every now and then kind of yeah. put, puts out his little vague messages about what yeah. they're going to do to shake up the boxing industry. Right. Uriah, Uriah Faber comes out of retirement. You stated that one was unlikely. Uh, I'm not going to count the uh, the quintet show as coming out of retirement, so that is in your favor. Yeah. Vince McMahon with the XFL and Dana White with Zufa Boxing are dedicating their time to those entities and not working day-to-day with their respective duties with WWE and UFC. You said unlikely. That was certainly the case. Uh, Vince McMahon very much involved in the day-to-day, as is Dana White with the UFC. Are you excited about the the XFL next year, Ariel? Uh, you know, I am. Uh, I think I've told you before that I'm a big XFL guy, uh, where I was a big XFL guy. I had a party at my house for the first game between the Las Vegas Outlaws and I think the LA Galaxy. Um, I remember the infamous second week that went into uh, Saturday Night Live and everyone went crazy at NBC. Have you ever seen the 30 for 30 on the XFL? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Very yeah, interesting. I was a big, I was a big XFL mark. Um, I will admit I'm less of a football fan today than I was back in, I think that was what, 2001. Yes. But, or, or 2000, 2000, 2001, no, 2000. 2001 um, was when it launched. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. The spring, right. Or like, you know, winter ish time, February, January. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm excited. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's bringing back fond memories. So, sure. All right. The next ones. By the way, my list last year, I, I felt a bit of pressure this year because a lot of the scenarios I threw at you last year were unlikely. So I feel I had to rein in my imagination this year to get okay. some more uh, diversity because these next ones were all unlikely and they were all correct by you. Uh, Lorenzo Fertitta joining Vince McMahon as an investor in the XFL. I don't even know what I was thinking with that one. Uh, Daniel Cormier retires as light heavyweight champion. You said unlikely, but it's coming. So you get that one. Three members of AKA are holding titles on December 31st. We had Daniel Cormier. We had Habib, but not a third. Right. Damn it. Uh, and then a second. Did I say unlikely? You said unlikely on that one. That was correct. Okay, okay, okay. A second UFC and Showtime co-promoted event takes place. You laughed uproariously and said unlikely. That did not happen. We did not see Steven Espinosa and Dana White come together. And Conor McGregor fights for the UFC in 2018. You said likely, and he did. Quite a great stretch. Nick and Nate Diaz's total fights are equal to or greater than one. You said likely. And we did not get any fights uh, from the Diaz brothers wow. in 2018. Wow. Uh, final few here. Uh, the UFC's new TV deal earmarks no money for the fighters. You said that was likely. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. A big fat zero is what the UFC fighters will be enjoying from this uh, multi-billion dollar deal uh, coming up. I don't mean to laugh, but it's just uh, no, the state of the industry. Right. And and okay. I don't see that ever. I don't see that changing in the the next five to ten years. No, neither do I. Two MMA websites merge together. Two major MMA websites merge. You said unlikely. I don't believe any merging occurred this year. Yeah. A one-on-one interview takes place with Ariel Hawani and Dana White. You said unlikely. That did not happen in 2018, though there were interactions at press conferences. Yeah, very nice one. Okay, now this next one, I'm going to let you decide if it's correct or not. I said, 
the six-hour mark is reached on an edition uh-huh. of the MMA Hour. You said likely, and I had to do some digging here, Ariel. And <laughs> I go back, and I'm looking at your archive, and the yeah. longest show on ESPN I can find is five hours and 33 minutes, which was episode three of your new Ariel Hawani's MMA show, which featured Daniel Cormier, Derek Lewis, Michael Chiesa, among others. And I'm thinking, well, he didn't hit six hours. But then I realized my scenario was of the MMA hour. And if I include all of your shows this year, episode 438, six hours, 20 minutes, and 30 seconds. So I feel you get this one. Uh, of course I get it. You said MMA hour. <laughs> I did. And now was... who was on that? Do you, do, or could you, okay, don't tell me who was on it. Could you tell me the date or the time frame? I believe this was your swan song on June the 12th. I don't have the guest list in front uh, of me. Oh, but this okay. was right well, before 225. Wow. So the, the uh, Wait, so re- June 11th was the last episode live. Okay, then that was um, the one. Okay. All right. Wow. Last one. I broke it. I broke. I made. Uh, I made history. I didn't even realize that. That's exciting. And the final two here. Uh, Invicta FC produces their second consecutive round of the year, as voted on by a member of the MMA Hour. You stated unlikely, and that was that was accurate because if you remember last year, there was a very controversial yes. pick by New York Rick selecting a Invicta fight for round of the year that you just roasted him alive for. And uh, that that was oh not replicated god. in 2018. <laughs> oh my god! I wish we had this conversation two days ago because yesterday he's giving me crap for my round of the year pick, Francis Ngannou versus Steve Miocic, which I still maintain was the best round because it had all the intrigue, all the drama, all the tension. And I remember that pick now. I don't remember the fighters, but it was like a 50 second fight. It was almost as bad as his Ronda Rousey comeback fighter of the year from two years ago. Oh, that one. That one that's, was a, a great conversation that even New York Rick's father called him out on. <laughs> if you remember, we that. talked about it. We talked about it yesterday on the post show, um, and and this year he said his comeback fighter was John Jones, and I was like, you can't pick John Jones. He's come back from like suspension and all this drama. It can't be John Jones as your comeback fighter. Come on, we can't. It can't be a celebration. Um, now, not as bad as Ronda Rousey or that fight of the year or that round of the year from Invicta. I forgot about that. Wow. That's a great call. Could, um, Man, I wish I remembered that. Could the, the Picograms be considered a comeback of the year? Well, we'll see. They we'll disappeared and then they reappeared. Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Well done. Wow. Uh, last one here. Ariel Hawani is hosting a non-MMA-related TV, radio, or podcast. You stated likely uh, uh, that one did not happen in 2018, but who knows what 2019 will hold. Okay, well, so this is the thing. When I said likely, you know, Vox, I wanted to do a non-MMA MMA hour, but it would be like a one-hour interview show, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was on the table as, you know, something we discussed. So I knew it was on the table, but then, of course, I ended up leaving. So that's why I said likely. You get what and I'm that, saying? Yes. So, now if you've been tallying here, Arrow had a pretty good year. First off, 2017, you went 16 of 23, 70%. This year, we saw a healthy increase, 25 out of 31, 80% Ariel. Wow. So you've really set the bar. Uh, That's an A in school. So you have really set the bar high for yourself in 2019. Go for ninety percent. So, with all that pressure, are you ready here for the new list? I'm ready. As we play likely, unlikely for another year. Let's do it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna warm you up with some sports ones. Okay. Okay. The Toronto Maple Leafs and the Toronto Raptors each go to at least the third round of their respective playoffs. They both have to go. Uh, both have to make it to at least the third round. Unlikely. Oof. The New York Knicks win 30 games this season. That's the easiest one. Unlikely. Not even close. I think they're at a, what, 10? they 10? just won like they're 10, 11? 11, yeah. Wow. They suck. All right. Uh, I think our answer to the New York Knicks, the Toronto Blue Jays, 
win oh. 60 games this season. It's going to be a brutal fall from grace coming up. Yeah, it really is. Although there's a lot of exciting things on the horizon, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette. Um, but yes, 60 games, golly, that would be bad. So 60 or less or 60 or more? Uh, they win 60 or more games. Okay. Hmm. I'll say likely. All right. Staying with the Blue Jays, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is an everyday player on the Blue Jays roster by season's end. Yes, absolutely. Can't wait. 100% likely. I know you're very much, uh, you're almost like a, an honorary member now of, uh, of Rogers Media after your UFC 231 yes. media tour. Uh, so maybe yes. you have inside knowledge here. Brian Burke okay. is announced as the replacement for Don Cherry on Coach's Corner on Hockey Night in Canada. Man, I got to tell you, that Brian Burke lead interview is so great. And, and you, uh, I think you were the first one to alert me about it. Um, or at least I think you tweeted about it. I, I saw, right? Did you tweet about it? And then I was like, oh, I got it. Pollock is tweeting about a non-combat interview. This must be really good. <laughs> I um, follow I follow zero hockey, but I love I listen to anything with Brian Burke. I think he's fantastic. He really is, and I, I wasn't really, you know, I, I obviously know who he is for many years, but I, I don't get to watch that stuff, so I didn't realize how good he was, how much of a straight shooter he was on the air. Um, that being said, no. Unlikely. Yeah, it would be a national outrage, I think, whenever Don Cherry is stepping down and whoever has to assume that role. Don Dan- Cherry has to step down. Like, he can't be pushed out unless he does something, you know, obviously. But what's, ha- what's happening at the moment with Bob Cole? It's not all that different. I hate what, what's true. happening with him. Th- that guy does not want to retire. It's very obvious. He does not want to retire. And they're trying to do this, you know, nice send off, but it's. Man, it's like there's a lot of people that, man, they just want to hear Bob Cole. It's and it's not as though I don't know. It's uh, that's a good I think point. that's gonna be a that's sad a- day when he has his last game, and you know he's kind of leaving there kicking and screaming. Yeah, but he could just go to a rival network. I guess he could. Yeah, that would be. I bet. Yeah, but the problem the, the problem is that TSN. Well, TSN does do like regional games, yes. right? They don't have so. Yeah, I feel like we'll still hear him in some capacity. Okay, two more sports ones, then we'll get into the MMA ones. Damian Cox returns to primetime sports as a regular wow, co-host. This, this is a real inside baseball one. Holy smokes. How many There's so many people listening to this that are like, sir, yeah. Damian Cox on yeah, an MMA podcast. Uh, I will say unlikely. I got to tell you, I love that show, and I really love the roundtable. The roundtable is, is, is almost is, is like medicine for me. Sometimes where I'm feeling that I just really enjoy the different characters. I don't know. It's just a great show. There's just there's just something so quintessential Canadian about it that I really enjoy. It's my Saturday morning routine. I know you have said, yeah, you listen to it every week. It's it's my must listen of the week is that table show. But the the co-host of Bob McCowan, though, it is just a revolving door. And it's the yeah. same names. They have falling outs, then they come back, yeah. then they leave. And Damian Cox, I don't know how many tours of duty he's had. It must be at least three or four by now. I'm sure there will be another down the road. And the final one here. Th- this is the biggest one. This will make headline news, Ariel, if you predict it. Kawhi Leonard is a Toronto Raptor on December oh. 31st, 2019. December 31st, 2019. Yes. Likely. All right. Book it. Okay. In the bank. Yes. Now, as everyone is ready for the the MMA topics, I've I've tried to come up with some clever ones here, some some possible abilities. I'm trying to keep them into the realm of possibility of happening. Alima Lay McFarlane appears on a major late night talk show in the U.S. A Jimmy Fallon, a, a Conan O'Brien, a Jimmy Kimmel, what we would consider a major a, a major late night talk show. Wow, this is a random one. What's the what's the the psychology behind this particular one? It's more so uh, Alima Lay McFarland's star power increasing significantly outside okay. of just the MMA bubble in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unlikely. I just I, I I don't I don't think she'll break through quite like that. I don't think anyone in Bellator is breaking through quite like that. Bellator has a very big year ahead of them. I think they have a lot of work to do, and. Uh, 
you know, they have the, the zone deal that is lucrative, but limited. And, and Alima, yeah, Alima was, was by far one of their, you know, their brightest spots of the year, but they need to, they need to start working on building stars and building draws sooner rather than later. Kayla Harrison is signed by the UFC. Hmm. By, by, by 2000, by December 31st. Let's say all these scenarios have to happen by the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unlikely. All right. Tom Wright, mm. re- Tom Wright mm. resurfaces and does an interview addressing his mm. UFC career. <laughs> I have tried one. to contact this man. He is just, he, he's hanging out with Bjorn Rebney somewhere in Mexico. I don't know what yeah. has happened to Tom Wright. I've not heard a peep since he left. Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm pretty sure the editor of ESPN.com slash MMA, Greg Rosenstein, spoke to him recently. Oh, and really? he did this he did this oral history of UFC one forty nine, um, you know, the the ill fated Calgary card and spoke to some people who were involved. And I got him, you know, I could I could be wrong, but I got I gave him uh, uh, Tom Wright's information, and I thought he spoke to him. I could be wrong. I'm actually quickly looking at his piece right over here. The best part about this is that, and and Greg won't mind me saying this. He's he's somewhat new to the sport. Oh yeah, look, first quote is oh. from Tom Wright. So he wow, so him. he's he literally resurfaced on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, he he resurfaced. But you know what's great? Um, Greg had never heard of Tom Wright. Had no idea who he was. So like for him, it was just like a guy. For you and me, that means a little more. I, I think he's a very underappreciated figure of the UFC's yeah. overseas expansion, opening up uh, Ontario and Canada by extension, and Australia, that people don't necessarily uh, are aware of what he did for the legislation there in Australia as well. Um, I, I think he's a very underappreciated figure in their history. Um, yeah. So I get. Let, let's say this, that Tom Wright does an interview – addressing his exit from the UFC, likely or unlikely? You could really make this happen very easily. This is a layup for you. You can just uh, make this happen now. (laughs) Okay, fine. You know what? Likely. All right. Daniel Cormier retires. Unlikely. Wow. Okay, this this one might be a little out there. Okay. In the in the latest attempt to resurrect the Ultimate Fighter, they announce another all women's season, and one of the coaches is Gina Carano. Oh wow! I would love that, but no, unlikely. Unlikely. By the end of 2019, the UFC heavyweight champion is John Jones. Heavyweight champion. Heavyweight champion. Unlikely. Ronda Rousey appears on Ariel Hawani's MMA show. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, you know, I feel like my new home increases the chances. I was, uh, in fact, I was joking with someone who is very close to her just yesterday about this, how it's never going to happen. Um, so while I feel like my chances are increasing, I'm going to say highly unlikely. Wow. I think that one is likely. I feel that will happen. There's just too much in play. She's going to be in a major match, WrestleMania week, in your backyard. I feel it will happen. What if if she flies to New York to do an interview with you, and then you don't feel like interviewing her? I just say, you know what? I'm busy. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, (laughs) I, I... spent a lot of time and resources into coming here to do this interview and now you're just pulling the plug at the last minute i don't think you would do that though no i would never i wouldn't do that to anyone max holloway fights conor mcgregor Ooh, i think it will happen but not this year so i'll say unlikely okay tyron woodley joins bellator Whoa, that's intense. Time will be joined Bellator. Fun, but unlikely. Stipe Miocic leaves the UFC. 
Don't have to specify Ooh. where he goes. Just leaves the UFC. Unlikely. Cain Velasquez's combination of fights and pro wrestling matches is two or greater. <laughs> Likely. All right. CM Punk attends a professional wrestling show in any capacity. Fan, appearance, anything. Likely. Wow. Like All that? right. There you go. That's the, I'm sure this year the speculation is only going to grow as to where this man goes. AEW, AEW, <laughs> Chris Weidman and Luke Rockhold have their rematch, but it takes place at light heavyweight. Ooh, that's fun. Likely. The PFL's 155-pound women's tournament for the million-dollar prize. The tournament features Kayla Harrison <laughs> and Chris Cyborg. Oh, wow. Can you imagine? Um. Wow, kind of blew my mind on that one. Still, I'll say unlikely. Do you have high hopes for the PFL in 2019? Do you think this is a Do sustainable model? Uh, yeah, I think I think. Uh, listen, they will be. They will have a 2019 season. I don't know if this is an official prediction here, but that's. I will go out on a limb and say that. Um, do I have high hopes for them? You know, in the long run, the 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 payouts, the million dollar prize, and all that. It's nice. It's all well and good. It's 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 incredible. I'm happy for the fighters. I'm elated. I think it's hard to justify when you're not selling a lot of tickets. You know, on on December 31st, what they have like five or six millionaires so you know those are big payouts when you're not selling a lot your gates aren't very high etc cetera, etc cetera. so i think it's a very hard thing to justify and especially like how many stars came out of that right like how many draws actually came out of that whole thing so i i, I think that they need to you know they're, they're going to have to take a really you know hard look at how you know how they're actually going to make financial sense out of all of this but for now it's cool and i and i think that they'll you know they'll they'll, they'll at least have a season in, in 2019 i feel that that's that's one of the well it, it's the biggest trickle-down effect of the espn deal with the ufc that you're seeing all of this money thrown at all these different promotions and whether it's one championship the pfl a uh, zone with bellator it's in, enormous in the short term it's making this make sense in the long term for justifying all this this money being put in put in and what is the the overall return on all of these different investments that's going to be to me something to follow in the beyond just this year the next two to three years right yep i agree uh speaking of which bellator goes exclusively to the zone unlikely ufc fight pass adds a professional wrestling organization to their lineup. UFC Fight Pass. Interesting. UFC Fight Pass adds professional wrestling as uh, some option uh, to stream. They're going to say ESPN Plus. Uh, UFC Fight Pass, unlikely. ESPN Plus adds a professional wrestling company. Uh, okay, I, I will preface this by truly saying I have no insider knowledge. I will also preface this by saying I have told people there that I think they should add pro wrestling. So I'll say likely, but I don't, I, I have no knowledge of anything in the works, but I think it's a no brainer. There will not be any headline that, that comes out of this. Ariel Hawani <laughs> states yeah. SPM plus jumping yeah. into the pro wrestling game. Yeah. Uh, a, a press conference takes place featuring Dana White and Bob Arum together. Unlikely. Maybe at Yankee Stadium for old time's sake. You can go cover it. Oh, that would be nice. That would be incredible. Uh, this is very simple. Golden Boy MMA 2. Unlikely. I mean, what isn't it weird that, you know, isn't it weird that the CEO of the company is now, like, taking a fight with Chel Sonnen? I mean, where is this going to happen? Is Oscar De La Hoya, like, just the most aggravating news story of late? <laughs> I just... I can't even possibly 
care about anything that comes out of his mouth. And this Dana White stuff, oh my God, what a turnoff. What an absolute turnoff. Oh, it's a turnoff, but also the Dana White aspect is like, I don't know about you, but it's, 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 it's just so off putting. Yeah. I guess turnoff is the best word. Like, Oh, he's a cokehead. He's like, what, what are we doing? What are we talking about here? What is this? You know? Um, I don't know. It, it, why is it okay to Dana, for Dana White to call people that, right? You know, well, why is that okay? And, and we just sit there and like nod our head. That, you know, Oscar De La Hoya didn't make it personal. For all the things that you could say about Oscar De La Hoya, he didn't necessarily make it personal. Okay, well, so what? So he told people that you shouldn't buy or support that pay-per-view. Big deal. Did it really actually like cause a debt? Now here I am, you know, being forced to defend them. There's plenty about Oscar and his entrance into the world of MMA that I thought was, you know, laughable. But that whole thing was just, it was embarrassing, really. I think it was bad for, for all parties involved. It was just, um, I don't know, just like my biggest like and, turn and, off and, and for for day i couldn't agree more and damon like showed more fire talking about oscar and and these you know these stats that he had prepared which if i'm being honest he didn't really even deliver them in a very eloquent way like he kept just going back to him being stupid it was so juvenile the whole thing um and then and then oscar coming back and saying they should fight like guys what are you doing Who, you're not even in the same you know you're, you're okay you're in the same space in terms of combat sports but just focus on yourselves. Who cares? I mean, if if there was anything that came out of it, it was getting all those pay-per-view numbers out of Dana, the 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 numbers that he apparently keeps in a yeah. vault that just can't be released yeah. for any any possible yeah. lawsuits. But man, it it was like when Randy Couture left the company and they held that press conference in Vegas, and all of a sudden yeah. we bring out like down to the penny of like what all of these guys make, what the pay-per-views were. It's just it's just astounding that you know the the state secrets and then they they just open them yeah, when yeah. it is there for to win an argument. That's uh, exactly it. And they'll like you know they'll, they'll call certain media and they'll and all of a sudden all of this information is just readily available. Very reminiscent. Great call that press conference. I remember that one well. Uh, one championship runs a card in North America that is broadcast on TNT. Okay. Oh, in North America. Interesting. Because yes. I think that's the only and, way the time zone yeah. works. Although you could make a case that maybe TNT is even more interested in running it if it's at like 8 a.m. Because, you know, they have basketball and stuff in prime time. And unless I guess it's just Saturday night cards. Um, but now live or not live? Uh, let's say live. If it's going to be in North America, you would. Well, let's just say no. Let's just say it, it airs on TNT. Uh, Maybe it'll be on a slight tape delay. But a North American card that runs on TNT proper, not BR Live, the actual TNT. Yeah, network. yeah. Unlikely. Jimmy Smith is signed by the Professional Fighters League. Hmm. Interesting. They've got some good analysts. Thought you were going to say one. I'll say unlikely because I feel like you're going to go one. You know, a year ago, you had just had him on a, on your show, and he couldn't divulge where he was going to, but pretty much told you, wink, wink, where he was hmm. going with the UFC. So that relationship was just starting a year ago when we talked about it on the prediction show, and here we are a year later. I was I was kind of surprised that he didn't get a uh, a renewal. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, it, 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 that's a really tough spot to be in, you know, to take a one-year deal and, and to not get renewed. Really tough spot, but uh, I feel for him, and I feel like there are enough people. In fact, I know one promotion, I don't want to say, who reached out to me once I um, initially reported the move um, and asked for his contact information. So I feel like he's going to land somewhere. Um, yeah. see, you know, to their credit, you see, they have but also have done a great job of developing really good analysts in a very short amount of time, even dating back to the early days, like Randy Couture kind of coming out of nowhere. I thought he was, he was a breath of fresh air for that period when they were bringing in, of course, Cormier and Cruz and all those guys now. And Bisping, I think, is going to do really well. I thought he was great on Contender Series. So they just have a lot of guys. Paul Felder, of course, Dan Hardy. There's really no lemons. 
Okay, we're here at the final two scenarios for the year. The first one, taking a page from Cody and the Young Bucks, MMA manager Ali Abdelaziz takes his own fighters and runs a show called Ali In. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. If he found out about this, or when he finds out about this, his ego is going to grow even even larger. Um, uh, alas, I will say unlikely, but it is a hilarious. Say what you will about Ali, and there's a lot that you can obviously, obviously say. You can make a case right now that he's the second best promoter in MMA. And when I say promoter, I don't mean promoter as in putting on events, just self-promoter, right? And when I say self-promoter, I mean not just himself, but his fighters as well. Like who actually like stirs up the public and gets people riled up about things good or bad more than him. He does he does like when he talks, people react good or bad more so than when Coker speaks, right? Sure. Yeah. What would you say what so, what's the ballpark of the the UFC fighters he has under under deals now? Like would it be around like around 60? Like what's the, what do you okay. figure is the roster that he has in the UFC? 40, I I'm 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 100% talking, you know, off the off the top of my head here, but I think around 40 to 60. I know that's sort of a big range, but somewhere in that vicinity. Yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy. It's an incredible amount of influence the guy holds. Uh, whether you're a right. fan of the guy or not, it's just the reality of the amount of people that want to be attached to his management firm. Yeah. And our final one. ESPN Plus announces a oh. spin-off show oh. Air, called Ariel and the Good Guy with your new ESPN colleague, Daniel Cormier. <laughs> that would be hilarious um if i had two shows with similar names um so it, so it has to it has to be word for like no i'll say i'll say unlikely but i like the way you're thinking i i've i've said you know once cormier retires i think we would we would make a good tandem but not right now i i just see so so many Incredible options for this guy whenever he retires. Oh. I actually don't want to see him end up with WWE. I think he'll have a a wonderful honeymoon period, and then that honeymoon period will be over. And I don't know how much he would want to commit to being on the road every week calling WWE. And I just think he, he's got so many other viable options, uh, b- much beyond MMA. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think a, a great, you know, uh, prediction to make is in five years, you know, let's say he retired today, right? So five years from when he retires, I don't see why he can't be a Michael Strahan type. And if you don't know who Michael Strahan is, former NFL player, great player, New York Giants is now on Good Morning America, has, you know, a ton of TV gigs outside of that, is is a mainstream TV star, right? He was on the, the, the Kelly Ripa show as her co-host for a while. Um, Cormier has that kind of charisma. He's that likable. I, I really think that he's going to do something. I mean, his his career will be in TV in some capacity. He's not going to be an actor or anything like that. I don't think he's that kind of guy. But he's just the kind of guy that I think everyone enjoys watching and listening to. So he'll do a lot of media. But what's, what's amazing is I have no doubt that he will be a coach forever as well. I, I never... And I do, I do not envision a scenario where he stops coaching kids, which I think says a lot about him. And as we just uh, end things off here, what are the big stories for you in 2019 that you're watching? Oh, my. Um, well, it's going to be an interesting year. Obviously, the transition um, from Fox to ESPN, I think, is fascinating. Um, how does ESPN cover the sport? Um, I, and I don't mean like, you know, people like myself, but just as a network, right. Mm-hmm. On the other programs, what kind of, um, attention they give, uh, the UFC. I mean, I, I think you're starting to see it a little bit, but you know, come June, July, when we're, you know, when we're rolling, um, what kind of attention are they giving smaller stories? What kind of attention are they giving the fighters? Um, how's the transition to ESPN plus what do the fans think of ESPN plus? Um, are the events shorter than they were when, when the UFC was on Fox, you know, just things like that. New broadcast home always brings up interesting questions. Um, I mentioned a little bit Bellator. Uh, I thought 
they had a good year in terms of a product, in terms of fight. Um, I think the heavyweight tournament ended up being somewhat successful. Um, it dragged, but, you know, as of right now, the final, like they didn't have any hiccups in terms of injuries and delays and whatnot. Um, but I do feel in terms of ratings, it wasn't a great year. So I'm curious to see how that goes. I thought they ended the year well with you know, the Hawaii event and all that. So we'll see what happens. Um, the evolution of free agency and in particular one's rise as a major player, the fourth quarter of 2018 was huge for one, uh, Sage Northcutt, Eddie Alvarez, Demetrius Johnson, um, Akiyama to a degree, hiring Misha Tate to a degree. I think that that was very interesting. Uh, so a major player, where does PFL go? If anywhere, um, do they stay with NBC? Do they sign with someone else? And, you know, do they take that next step? Uh, do they build stars as well? So I think that that's interesting. Uh, obviously, Connor is always someone that you're keeping your eye on. Khabib is someone you're keeping your eye on. When do they return? How long is their suspension? Can John Jones stay clean? Does Cormier retire? All these things come to mind. And so, I mean, I, I could throw many more off the top of my head. There is one other one that I'm curious about, um, and it's just the state of MMA media. And I feel like we've talked about this. Uh, perhaps even as recently as our, our sit down with way. Right. Um, but you know, just where is MMA media in a year? Uh, I don't think that it was a particularly great year for MMA media. Um, you know, some, some mainstays, but like of, of danced up, you know, don't have a job in MMA media. Um, sure dog, you know, and, 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 and losing some of its key figures, not being, um, consistent voices, I think was a hit to MMA media. So, you know, where is it at? Are there new voices? Are there more opportunities? Are there more jobs? That's obviously something that I'm very interested in as well. Yeah, I'm curious to watch that as well and also contrast it to like pro wrestling media where you don't necessarily see a plethora of full-time opportunity. Um, it's, it's also, though, a lot cheaper to be able to cover pro wrestling where travel isn't a, a huge um, expense for a lot of people. And I see that's kind of where a lot of MMA media is going to scale down that you're not going to be able to go attend fight weeks and, and travel all over the place, but there's the people out there that can put in the hours and be able to cover the product without necessarily having to put up a, a have a gigantic budget behind them. And I do, though, see it contracting from kind of a period we were in where you, you were able to get full-time work covering mixed martial arts. And I just see those jobs being pretty limited in the, in the space. So that's certainly a big story to watch in 2019. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I feel like there are more, I don't know how to put this, but I'm starting to see, obviously, I, I, I feel like pro wrestling is a cool thing to talk about. Um, it's no longer taboo, but I feel like I've noticed some writers, some good writers, more people talking, more people writing about it, more people giving it a go. Um, you know, obviously you guys kind of broke off and, and created your own thing. Um, I know that there's some other, you know, there's some other websites that cover it a little more and pay more attention to it. I don't know. Maybe there's no full-time jobs, but I, I feel like when I was a fan, and was reading things on the internet consistently. Like the only places that I could go to read about wrestling online, you know, I, I would be afraid that every time I clicked on something, I'd get a virus and get like 4 million pop-ups. Like now it's a little more readily available. It's, it's covered a little better. Am yeah. I wrong on that? No, I think that you have way more variety now of outlets. It's, it's not just one or two places. I think you're starting to see a lot of different sites, like credible sites that are gaining followings for, for people. And I think that there are more, you're starting to see more opportunities, but I think it's still in its infancy of being able to be able to do this full time. I think it's still a very select amount. And I kind of see MMA kind of going more towards that, uh, reducing the full, the full-time jobs, unfortunately. And that's, that's probably the case for a lot of sports outlets. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'd love to see my colleagues, or my for former colleagues like Mark Ramundi and Casey and Esther, they have such a passion for pro wrestling. I feel like, you know, great journalists like, like them, even Sean to a degree as well, um, would, would, you know, we need, well, I say we, but I think pro wrestling needs better journalists or more journalists and, and, and not just, 
you know, back in the day, as you know, it was like a lot of just like aggregator sites stealing things from Meltzer and 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 a couple other people, Wade Keller and whatnot. But it's it's cool to see more people openly being fans and people in media being fans. And um, I think if there were opportunities, if there were websites, and again, you guys are putting out the blueprint that if you want to do it, you could just do it. Um, but I, I feel like wrestling is trending in the right direction with this AEW story with New Japan, um, with WWE seemingly doing very well. Um, it seems to be a pretty good time for the business. So um, I will ask you a highly, uh, an unlikely, likely scenario. Kenny Omega will be a member of WWE. I guess I, I guess I just put a period there, right? Yeah. Kenny Omega. I, we'll, I will say. Kenny Omega will, say will sign with WWE. Unlikely. That would unlikely. be my. That would what? be my guess. Yeah. Now, as we're speaking at this exact moment, is there like a is there a story out there that says he is going to sign with someone, or is it still very much up in the air? It. He's he's under contract to New Japan until January 31st, and okay. I'm led to believe that he will be addressing his future on February the 1st, and I, I feel that he will align himself with All Elite Wrestling. But that said, with that, with that caveat, there's three weeks before this deal is up, and a lot could change. Um, he can't sign with anyone until the end of this month. So, I mean, the WWE, from all indications, they have offered him uh, – an incredible offer and it's pretty enticing if you're a performer to uh look look at that on paper and they, they could increase their offer they could make adjustments so i don't rule it out completely um but if you're asking me my my guess as of this moment i'm saying unlikely in the wwe wow um so you you your prediction is he signs with AEW? yes and that could mean that he still is able if, – if AEW is able to strike a relationship with New Japan, that could still open him up to have dates with New Japan. They may not have a relationship with New Japan, but I feel that Kenny Omega will be aligned with All Elite Wrestling. That would be my guess. And does he get to keep his name? Oh, yeah. He'd be able to use his name. You're saying if he went oh. to WWE. I, or, I feel- okay, or anywhere. Like does New Japan own that name? No, no. He was using that well before uh, New Japan. So he'd have the rights to that name. And I feel even if he did go to WWE, I think he would be able to use the name. They are sometimes hard and fast on the name stuff. But I don't think in that case, like Kenny Omega is someone they very much want. And I think that the name would not be any kind of stumbling block. And it would be to their benefit to have that name. Will AEW have a consistent, you know, like a a weekly live TV show? They don't have anything signed yet, but it seems that they have a lot of interest. So my guess would be wow. they, will, they will have a television presence, yeah. Live? Uh, I don't know if it'll be live or not. Um, possible, yeah. I, I think wow. I, they seem – and that will be notable because as much as there's been a lot of money throwing it, thrown at pro wrestling for television, it's been money thrown at WWE. There has not been – interest in non-WWE wrestling. So they would represent uh, a cable network getting behind non-WWE professional wrestling in a big way, um, which would be significant. How about you, WrestleMania weekend? There's no UFC card that weekend. Is Ariel Hawani going to make an appearance at any shows? You know, I would like to. I would like to. I really would. Um, I'm intrigued by the Madison Square Garden Saturday night thingy. Um, Whatever it's called. The Ring of Honor thing, right? It's Ring of Honor, right? Or is it New yes. Japan? Or is it it's, both? It's a combined show between the two groups. And and when is NXT? Friday? Friday night, yeah. At, uh, Barclays Center. Wow. So MSG, not a part of WrestleMania weekend. Just with Ring of Honor in New Japan. WWE is yeah, not doing not anything. WWE. Yeah. Are they on the outs or something? Well, I mean, they they struck the deal with, with uh, Barclays Center to do all their WrestleMania yeah. weekend events there. And... You know, there was some pressure by the WWE to try and get this uh, MSG date uh, stopped. It, it kind of got uh, behind the scenes. It was able that Sinclair was able to push forward because at one point they were of the belief that they were not going to get that date, uh, Ring of Honor, and they ended up getting it. But I'm certain the WWE seeing another wrestling group selling out Madison Square Garden was not. Uh, yeah, they were not, they were not all that happy. 
about it. Let's say that. Yes. No, I, I would love, I, w- I would really love, especially if, you know, my good friend, the man is headlining, um, you know, she put me over on that mini documentary. It was very kind of her. So yes, I have no plans at the moment, but uh, it's something I'm thinking about. No doubt. You could see Matt Riddle at takeover and then Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. I mean, these, these events are kind of catered towards you. Yeah. Friends of the show, as I like to call them. Yes. All right. Well, that brings an end to the annual prediction show. Next year, you you have the eternal invite, Ariel. I will always want to have yes. you on for this okay. this show. Uh, we will revisit this list. We will see if Ariel can top 80%. It's going to be pretty high bar that he has set, but Ariel will train all year to see if he can eclipse 80% in 2019. Uh, Ariel, always appreciate you taking time out to do this show every year. You can follow this man at Ariel Hawani. I'm sure all of you are. Catch his show Mondays at 1 p.m. And uh, I, I didn't even mention it. Congratulations on the ESPN2 show on New Year's Eve. I thought you guys did a fantastic job. I hope it's a yearly tradition and very happy to see all the success you're having. Thank you, my friend. Same to you. Happy New Year to you and all the listeners. And uh, I enjoyed it. And I look forward to not speaking to you for a whole year and doing this again around this time next year. The silent treatment begins now. (laughs) Yes.